One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Cad Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. And this is the big show, the main show, the Superstar Destroyer of our fleet. I've been studying Superstar Destroyers recently because I just did that Star Wars rank where my number one dream Star Wars toy is a, uh, a life-size-to-scale Superstar Destroyer executor for three and three quarters. Executor <gasps> or I executor? I say executor. What do, do you say? Yeah, I, I say uh, yeah. The, the thing I just said. Yeah. Executor. Yeah. Executor. You say executor? Yeah. I, re- I was yelled oh. at as a child about it. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah. Alex Damon and I have had the conversation too, and it's one of those, it's not quite 
at 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 mm. no it's just a how you look at it thing yeah. I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah. but I want different that. points of view from a certain point of view a yes point of view but I want that I want that in my living room um, so superstar destroyers close to our hearts here and you know what's close to our hearts uh, Ray's future Ray's past well the character of Ray and we're gonna dive into Ray's future past here on Force Center in a bit we took a Big dive into the redemption of Ben Solo, Kylo Ren last week. And, you know, I'm still having thoughts about it. I'm still trying to wrap my head around some of the things. And uh, I think that's part of uh, the fun of Star Wars, not having all the answers at the same time. Yeah, I almost <laughs> tweeted out along with Ramoni in the episode, here are some things I meant to say that I forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always you know, that, No, it's a too. juicy topic, that. When you got to tweet out your further thoughts. So before we do that, though, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll do our force center recommends a book we think you should try out on us. We always like to catch up and talk about Star Wars adventures, life adventures, and it's, uh, for all three of us, been a, a wonderfully busy time. It's fortunate to be busy uh, sometimes. So, uh, Jen, what's going on? We're, we're, we're check in. Uh, all wings report in. <laughs> the one We actually had a lot of Star Warsy things. I want to share right now. I'll share it maybe like in a, a couple weeks of what that was about. <laughs> oh, there's always some <laughs> secret going on in the Star land of Star Wars mysteries. Yeah, not, not that exciting. Uh, but we may be getting a new dog, which that's just weird. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but but then we was like, well, what should we name it? And immediately I'm like, well, we mm. have to name it something, you know, eat me, Star Wars related. Right. And then yeah. I was like, what about Nisa? <laughs> oh, Papu. But it's going to be a girl. So mm. it had, I mm. don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, your dog is named Chewy, right? Or yeah, he's Chewy. But I did it with the uh, with the Mexican spelling or Spanish mm. spelling. Okay. C H U Y. Okay. So I was just going to suggest Eunice Swatomo, but that seems rude <laughs> to just name a dog after <laughs> the new Chewbacca actor. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm such a fan. I named my dog after you. After uh, the character. After you. No, after you. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> so tough. Does it have to be full? Yeah, oh yeah, so you get for sure. Like Eunice, you have to be Eunice. Eunice Swatomo. Swatomo. Can you imagine at the vet? That yeah. would be really... <laughs> Eunice Swatomo, Landa, get over here. <laughs> right, exactly. That's about all well, I got. Good that's luck pretty good. Here. Thank you. Uh, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Yeah. Uh, as oh, say. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, as as this recording's going on, that the big episode of Game of Thrones hasn't played yet, so we're going to be living in a different world. Yeah, we're, we're in the valley of, of feelings right now in oh. between uh, Avengers Endgame, for those of us who, who care deeply, and then yep. heading into the Battle of Winterfell. A lot of oh emotions going so around. So many emotions, yeah. So many wonderful fandoms. What a great time. Joseph, uh, any adventures on your end? I know Endgame was big in your life this Endgame past week. Endgame was very big in my life, so I saw that twice, which mm. that's a that's a huge statement. That's that's the best yeah. Is, uh, yeah, the movie's three hours and one minute. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so in and it's been sort of all end game emotional processing in my home uh, with my wife and I uh, this weekend. Mm. So that's yeah, that's been a great adventure. I think uh, some great, interesting discussions to be had about the direction of like large properties that mm. are going to spill over in discussion of Star Wars that I'm excited about. Uh, mm. Once when I the first time I saw it on Thursday night, there was no Star Wars trailer, okay, and it was an education in the beginning of trailers. Because mm. there's a noise right at the beginning of the trailer for Detective Pikachu that sounds a little similar to the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, and it made me so mad. No offense, the big Pikachu fans was like, "Here it is! It's this damn 
<laughs> Detective Pikachu trailer I've seen 5,000 times. Amazing. Uh, Switch. But then when I saw it in game again on Saturday, they, they did play it. And it was cool to see it because, like, you and I were lucky enough to be in the room when they played it. Yeah. But that's, like, uh, that's a mm-hmm. stadium, a hall with yeah. a, a big screen, but not the same as in a movie theater with a right. massive screen. And that was so cool did to people- see it. Boo and throw vegetables at the screen like no, I'm hearing on the pe- internet. People ooed and odd. It was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was absolutely great uh, to see that up there. And then the only other uh, lot, lots of life adventures and uh, a few Star Wars adventures that I also can't talk about yet. But <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to recover from having a cold by yeah. playing Battlefront for eight hours. Not not the best uh, cold solution, uh, but it was really really fun. It was really fun. And I played uh, with Dooku in his sassy pajamas yeah. for hours. What are they called? Exquisite pajamas? Exquisite pajamas. Exquisite. So are they funny. really called that? Yeah. 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 Because, they, yeah. you know, they're his. They're from the Clone Wars <laughs> right, episode. Right. And I think the implication, and in the text, is like, well, he's he's rich. Yeah. And these are like, the thread count is unbelievable. Oh, wow. And they actually <laughs> called that, like, you can purchase it as a, as a look for him of his, his exquisite pajamas. So I'm, like, running around out in uh, harsh yep. wastelands of Jakku in my, or not Jakku, Geonosis. Geonosis. And, oh and Jakku uh, yeah. in my exquisite pajamas. Come to the dark side. We have pajamas. <laughs> and cookies. And yeah. cookies. All right. How about you, Ken? Your uh, life adventures. Yeah, busy as well. A uh, little end game fun for me as well. And, and you know, it's funny. You know, I, I, I never... Super. I didn't grow up with superheroes, so I have a different view on it. But I've never not had a good time in a Marvel movie, and, and I, this one was just odd at how they were able to do this after what eleven years, twenty-two plus films. Yeah, uh, to even come close to satisfying, and then clearly satisfying everybody, and and, and the record-setting box office. Uh, just really impressed with with uh, what Feige and his team did. Uh, going back to 2008, I was in theater for Iron Man. Yeah, I was in the theater mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Oh, apparently there's going to be more. <laughs> Sam Jackson showed up. What does that mean? You know, uh, and yeah, and see to see that play out the way it did. Uh, impressive, most yeah. impressive. Yeah. And other than that, just uh, get ready. Got to travel. A lot of travel coming up. Uh, if you're in San Francisco, May 10th, or Houston on May 17th, we're doing stand-up comedy with Mark Ellis. Uh, and this time, I think I'm actually doing stand-up comedy, not Ooh. hosting, not hosting the show. Doing stand-up comedy. Watch me fail. Come on out. Go to MarkEllisLive.com. <laughs> Tell you more as uh, as we get closer. Other than that, I got some nice uh, un- uh, surprise uh, birthday gifts for some <gasps> some uh, supporters of mine. Uh, I got the, uh, you're not seeing it, Jen, but the, the Jabba's Lego place that's on the other side. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, you know, we'll show <laughs> you. What? I got to get out of get, my get, chair. Get out of the chair. <laughs> Take your headphones off. <laughs> Take your headphones Ooga. off. Ooga. Uh, no, get, you can get, get out of the chair. You can do it. Take your headphones <laughs> off. Oh, my and uh, oh go over to studio Jennifer, and the that, one in the back, the one in the back. That's it for Jennifer on the podcast today. <laughs> Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer uh, Landis yep. done. What? She's picked it up. She's running to the door. She's <laughs> stealing the Lego set. I couldn't get my headphones off fast enough if oh she tried to steal it. <laughs> it's got the bib. It's got Ula. It's got the Sally B. Oh, yeah. Bausch. Chewy and Bush, uh, Bausch, Bush. Bush, Bausch, Bush. Uh, Jabba's playset. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you to to uh, a, a long list of, of folks, and I, I made a video thanking them, but... Uh, uh, that was my Star Wars adventures, and, and that's I, a good one. I haven't built Legos in a long time, and I want to because I just. But I need you need the room for this stuff. Oh, you yeah. got an Ula in there! Wow, yeah, nice, good stuff indeed. So that's it. For, uh, you know, a, a simple but fun, busy week. 
Uh, I'll be out in Las Vegas next week, uh, too, for a wrestling event. And hope to catch up, finish Mastered Apprentice, about halfway through that. So good. So good indeed. So that's it for my life. That's uh, Joseph and Jennifer. That's us. That's the show. We'll see you next Bye. week. And uh, let's dive into the news. That's right. A little bit of a smattering of news, if you will. So reservations to gain admittance to Galaxy's Edge have been announced, and the odds of successfully navigating the reservation system are definitely more than 3,720 mm-hmm. to 1. Beginning May 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, guests will be able to start making reservations to visit the new Star Wars land. Reservations are required from May 31st through June 23rd, and you will need to have a Disney account on Disneyland.com in order to make that RSVP. There is a little loophole if you're willing to shell out some credits, though. Guests staying at Disneyland Resort hotels during that specific time frame automatically get a reservation to Galaxy's Edge as long as you purchase park tickets. Uh, so it's kind mm. of pricey because I looked at it. Mm. <laughs> after June 23rd, you won't need a reservation to get into Batu, but just be prepared to battle it out in line. Mm. Are either of you, because I remember we had this discussion before, are either of you going to try the reservation system or are you just going to wait until the full attractions are up and running? My instinct uh, is wait. Wait. Really? Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> you sound disappointed in us. You could be our you could be our representative there, Jen. Yeah, yeah. representative. Go solo on this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, partially it's just because like this that that time of year is busy for me. I got a couple trips and conventions and things like that. Uh, maybe shelling out the money for the hotel would be cool. Mm. But there's also just a part of me of like I want to experience Batu. I want to experience Star Wars Land. I don't want to experience the mad rush mm-hmm. of human. I don't want to enter Batu super, super cranky right. yeah. <laughs> because no, yeah. of this incredible mad rush. And uh, there's something about, you know, for me, everything worked out really, really well for celebration, but I'm also just like really cautious about, I don't want my fandom to be defined by, did I get there first? Yes. I just want to enjoy it when the time is right and the stars align and it is the will of the force mm-hmm. and I get to be there and I get to enjoy it. Right. Uh, well said. Yeah, well said. Um, I, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm, re- I'm releasing my attachment to this. <laughs> uh, it's hard because yeah, I want to be there and 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 you know and it, it, you know talk about celebration, Joseph. Yeah, sometimes we we get some maybe media press things that I, I can't imagine that's going to happen. And I also I kind of don't want that one for this one. I want to go in and take my time and enjoy it because I love going to Disneyland. Yeah, I really do. And. Uh, you know, plus with the ride not with both ride the big rides not open. Yeah, I might get one shot to go for a while. Mm. Uh, if, if, the, if the lines and crowds and all that stuff hold up as we think they will, so I want to go when it's all there for mm. me to take it. But that said, uh, Mickey Mouse could call me up tomorrow and say, "Come on down," and uh, you know we'll see when the opportunity arises. But uh, I, I'm I'm following the Jedi path here. Yes, have to give I only take calls from Goofy, so we'll see. <laughs> I really admire you guys. I actually heard a rumor from someone whose husband is an engineer at Disneyland, and they said that supposedly after, you know, once it's open to the public, they're going to treat it, Disneyland's going to treat it like an attraction Mm. so that people, guests, have like a limited amount of time in the park. I've heard up to like like four hours or something. Something like that. But then I'm like, what's going to happen? Like a bell is going to ding and okay, everyone has to (laughs) be ushered out. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, will you have some? 
something, a device on you that suddenly goes off. Oh, no, that's a good way to do it. Oh, yeah. Because ah. if you have a badge or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. The app and all this yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because they're saying that they're going to try and crowd control it. So that's yeah. what I was reading in this article. Makes sense. We shall see. Mm-hmm. So Star Wars comics don't always make waves online. But last week's Darth Vader comic is causing some controversy. Again, Darth Vader Dark Visions first made headlines because it was a replacement for the Star Wars comic that was to be written by Chuck Wendig. Well, now fans are finding the latest issue problematic because of its portrayal of an unnamed female nurse who falls in love with the Dark Lord. What makes this character uh, particularly troubling for some people is that how the narrative frames her is as a desperate, lovesick, deranged woman who eventually meets a very tragic end. And some female fans have said the story reinforces problematic tropes, but the writer, Dennis Hallam, responded on Twitter saying that that certainly wasn't his intention. Did either of you... uh, read this issue or have you been keeping up with this specific comic um yeah no i haven't been keeping up with it uh i read the the recap of the comic uh because i was curious what the discussion was about what was what was your guys's take i only i read i first saw the the panel that everyone's the end Mm -hmm. and then i went back and kind of read that recap too what Mm -hmm. was your guys's impression of it i mean i haven't i have it sitting right over on the Couch, I haven't. I that first issue was. I'm gonna say it was one of my least favorite things of Star Wars ever, and so I'm just the series. Just I have I have a, a very little interest in it. And, yeah, and it also seems a bit of a a, a a curse and a pox on your house series that it created its own problems and and uh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, so I haven't. I saw what yeah I saw it, and it's yeah I don't yeah. But I, the, even the series itself, controversy aside, is not pulling me. In. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think. Uh, a, I would just defer to women speaking about how they want to be represented mm. in stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then B, from my own take, from what I scanned it, it to me is like it's an in, uh, the point of the series is different views of Darth Vader. That's a really fascinating mm-hmm. view of what if somebody fell in love with him. I, I think that it, the story does to have some interesting echoes of, you know, is Anakin or Vader seeing himself in her, mm-hmm. uh, his own uh, kind of obsessive tendencies mm. um, was, I think, the reading that the reviewers uh, were giving it on Star Wars Newsnet, which was all compelling to me. There are a lot of stories in pop culture for me of like, I do not find them inherently offensive. I just really think, do we need to be telling this story right now? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, going back a couple of years ago, there was a, a Marvel story where the and I'm not revealing anything because it, it's it's over uh, where Captain America was a Hydra sol- soldier all along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's comic books. It gets changed 800 times. It's not the one definitive truth. But like my reaction to that was, does this do we really need to see this story now? Uh, there are a couple movies coming out that other people are excited about that. For me, I'm like, that looks like a legitimate interesting take but it's reinforcing some ugly things about society right now of like is that the time that i want to play in that sandbox mm. and i think that's for me where i come down on this one yeah like, yeah is this the the right time in our cultural discussion to play in that sandbox <laughs> right. yeah it's not good or bad it's just yeah. is that what we want to focus on right now yeah, yeah. like i like i i've read the author's uh, the writer's tweets uh, too and I, I i i understand where he's coming from but it's, it's the same thing it's like even like in stand-up comedy you can say or do anything you want, but you you know you, you got to understand some of the impacts. Yeah, and especially on podcast form, or more of like a you know talk uh, a morning show talk show type of podcast type thing. There's a lot of those going around, and and just yeah, you can quote say anything, but just you also have to be aware not just the quote times we live in, but just 
just just be more aware. Yeah, mm. and I, I like what you're saying of, of maybe the story itself wasn't inherently bad, but maybe you can understand why it's not the not the best time. Now, Windig had he saw he tweeted out that he had the same story, <gasps> but issue three, but it was reversed uh, in a way. It was like a it was a uh, a male character obsessed with Vader. Uh, and it was oh. more of a, he said, oh, it's going to be a play on toxic mas- masculinity and all these kind of things. And, he, and that's, that's, so I thought that was even, aside from this controversy of this issue, yeah. just the whole problem of the series of, not only do you, do you get rid of Wendig and, and, and what's the guy's name, Joe, um, the, the editor. Is yeah. The, oh, this, right. uh, yeah. And then you just bring someone else in and I don't have this, I'm not blaming this other author or writer, but like come in and then like, and then you just cool well keep track keep in pace with what he was going to tell just tell a different tell a different story different yeah. same version of it i don't know yeah. that wow. that too was just like this 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 luckily it, it's only five issues and yeah <laughs> you know vader on a horse can, <laughs> can go in the past yeah see that's so much more interesting to me if it had been a male character that would have been fascinating i just felt like this i honestly at first i thought it was a joke i was like oh this is obviously something that somebody just mm-hmm. made up oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah. i did not realize it was an actual star wars comic and i just thought oh man we're really stepping back on this one it just was like so it was so ridiculous to me in my opinion um it wasn't that it was offensive but it was just like this is it felt kind of um hacky like i feel like we've seen these tropes and these types of characters before i felt like we mm-hmm. moved so far past that in in our pop culture mm-hmm. and so to see it again in star wars i was like wow oh, okay this is interesting yeah yeah hacky is interesting i like that term yeah i mean and i don't want to <laughs> and say i don't, lazy, I don't want to be di- like, disparaging of this creator i don't no, but, uh, but, no, I but i just, just we even kind of saw it with afra afra's oh. afra's introduction was as a vader fangirl in a way Mm. And I used to make the comments in Jedi Alliance of, wow, Vader's got a girlfriend now? Like, And that character had time and different, obviously grew way past that. And that was just a small interpretation for me of the yeah. moment of, of, you know, she had some witty, whippy, whipsnort dialogue early on where she kind of was like looking mm. up to Vader in a weird way. And then it just blows past that to become something entirely different. Yeah. And, and might have already been the intention when then she gets her own comic. And so I was like, I it just, I don't. I didn't. I didn't need the yeah. storyline. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a great contrast to say. Like, yeah, there there are very interesting ideas of what would infatuation mm. with Vader look like. Mm. But from this perspective, it's just somebody who is deranged and disposable ah. and unnamed. Yes. And I think unnamed, that's probably yeah. what uh, you know. Again, I haven't really read a lot uh, sure, on yeah. it, but that's never like how do I want to be perceived in or what would my story be in pop culture? Uh, <laughs> nameless, deranged, disposed of quickly. <laughs> not how I want to be featured in, in the story of Star Wars personally. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Well, in movie trailer news, episode nine has gone viral, uh, the trailer at least, to no one's surprise. Uh, but what is surprising is Deadline is reporting that the Rise of Skywalker trailer racked up 111 million views in the first 24 hours when it was released. That is 20 million more than the last Jedi trailer and more than double the 24-hour traffic for the Force Awakens teaser from Thanksgiving back in 2014. The 111 million number is even more staggering when you consider that a majority of Star Wars fans were literally watching the trailer live during Star Wars Celebration. (laughs) So not to compare franchises, but judging from these numbers, 
And I'm thinking now we were talking, you know, Marvel, uh, the uh, like the superheroes, you know, those guys in capes (laughs) and gals in capes. (laughs) That franchise has been going for so long for so many movies. This felt like this was a huge event with Endgame. Yeah, this is the end of the Skywalker series. It's been going on since 1977, right? Yeah. Is it going to be as big of an event as the Avengers? I don't want to compare, but I kind of want to compare. I, I'll, I'll offer my quick yeah. comparison. Yeah, I think be, I think they're both kind of unprecedented, right? But they're unprecedented in different ways. And just specifically for the perspective of I have been walking through my life for this. I think for some of us who have been alive since the original trilogy was in theaters, that the rise of Skywalker will have that same oomph. Mm. But I think MCU is kind of unique because it's this. 10, 11 year window where you've walked through it. And like, I'm at a certain age and I can go, I was like more affected this weekend than I thought of like, damn, that's the movie that came out when I knew I was going to move to Los Angeles, but I hadn't told anyone else in my life. Oh, wow. And then this, and then Winter Soldiers, the first movie I ever saw at the Arclight that my wife and I go to <gasps> religiously and is like our second home. Wow. And just like me being in that place in my life, this movie had this impact of, damn, look back at the last decade Mm -hmm. uh and then there's kids who like i saw iron man when i was eight and now i'm 18 and stepping into the world and this is Mm -hmm. so having Mm -hmm. that same experience that more compressed time frame i think is a little bit more immediate and a little bit more powerful whereas star wars has danced in and out of people's lives at different times i don't think it has the same kind of punch Mm. i think it'll have a different kind of a punch but absolutely that's a great point because we talk about the kids who saw clone wars first or the kids who saw phantom menace it's a you're gonna have a different feel it's interesting that this is 20 million more so than last jedi right um numbers numbers show a lot of things numbers you know uh sometimes uh, i don't put too much stock in them but but you can look at something like that um and it is it is it's naturally going to be compared. I think it's it's sometimes apples and oranges to me and just what they're doing. And I think you just explained it really well, Joseph. That compact. Just, as you're talking, I was like, uh, that, that movie was three relationships ago. <laughs> exactly uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting. Where Star Wars is a, a different feel, a different feel. So yeah, it's we'll generational. See. It's different. Generational. Right. Right, but I was impressed. I was like, wow, okay, stickers are are looking good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, last Friday, Twitter was a Twitter when Mark Hamill (laughs) tweeted a Photoshop photo of the OT cast, himself, Carrie Harrison, and Billy D in the cockpit of the Falcon with the hashtag missed opportunities. The Photoshop was striking because the cast was in their sequel trilogy costumes as them or older themselves. So it definitely struck a nerve for many seeing the older actors back together. While Mark's tweet was innocent, it did cause a kerfuffle because the Photoshop originated in the alt-right section of the fandom who are anti The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, and SJWs, as they say. So some fans saw his tweet as siding with that toxic side of the fandom and giving them fodder for more YouTube videos. Mark apologized for causing any confusion in a later tweet saying, saw a pic of me with Billy D. Carrison and Harry posted it <laughs> because I missed them. Nothing more, nothing less. I love the new cast too and didn't mean to get everyone's knickers in a twist. Maybe I should have just posted a bunch of endgame spoilers instead. <laughs> hashtag relax and have fun people. Kerfuffle aside, what was your reaction when you saw the photo itself? <laughs> the the, the photo is really fun. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is that original image also had the Star Wars 
logo in the corner with the title, what like what should have been or yes, something like that. Exactly. Yeah. So that so when I saw it, I was like, ooh, because I you know I I think the world of Mark Hamill and I assumed his perspective is just this playful like oh what could what, what could have been in a playful been, way yeah. instead of what we know is a small part of fandom the angry you know what should have been only my perspective is correct anger. Uh, so yeah, so I was really happy that it seemed ultimately for a Twitter kerfuffle to be a, a productive conversation, yeah. ultimately, mm-hmm. where Mark Hamill said a thing that, here's what I mean to say, everybody else is like, actually, the subtext of what you said is different than what you intended, mm-hmm. and then to have Mr. Hamill in his very funny and cheeky way go, I hear you, I understand. Right. Yeah, so I, I, we'd seen the picture before from the wrong, you know, <laughs> not wrong, it's, well, but yeah. There, yeah, I, I don't like a lot of the folks, and they did make a lot of videos, and and then they love grabbing onto this kind of stuff, and Hamill blast this and blast that, and and um, Mark I think knows better at times. He's been, what are they going to do? Fire me has been his thing <laughs> for a while, and I think uh, this. The, I I was I I said in my email to you guys, I was a little upset at him, just like you got to understand what you're doing. You gotta understand what you're doing. Uh, don't don't give them a weapon when you, they don't need one. Um, because the idea, because you could, we could have the discussion of would this have been fun? Yeah, and Force Awakens at some point. Yeah, uh, would, would um, am I still kind of going? Wow, okay. We didn't get Leia, Han, and Luke in one shot together again. Okay, but I like the choice that JJ made because I love that ending in Force Awakens. You know, it's like mm. we can have those discussions, but uh, the internet is not open to those discussions <laughs> at times. And it was just I wanted to be like, Mark, man, just pump the brakes, man. Yeah, that's a great way to say it because, like, the image uh, itself and, and where it came from is not opening a door to discussion of, mm. well, what would have narratively meant to have that, right. you know, happen? What would that choice be like? That's, a, I think, a great discussion, but that's mm. not the intent of that image. Mm. The intent is the sequel trilogy is wrong and only yeah. what I wanted was correct. Yeah. I actually, when I saw that image at first, I was like, oh, and then I went, you know, actually, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I, it just would have been a totally different uh, movie, whether it was The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. And mm. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I like the way that they've done it. I like the way that we got, uh, you know, mm. Mark and, and Carrie back on screen in that powerful moment and seeing mm. Han and Leia reuniting. I, so uh, for me, I thought they did a great. It, otherwise, it kind of felt like maybe be like, what's that movie with when all the old action heroes come together? The Indestructibles or the Expendables. The Expendables. The Expendables. That's it. That's There's kind a of, whole genre. Those genre. Last Vegas. Yeah, and yeah. right. And so like, you're gonna die now. I like the coon. Like I kind of saw that in that image, and I was like, it oh, would be that. Yeah, Actually, no. I was thinking about it a little more, and it is a bigger discussion. If this was 2002 yeah. or 1999, and we got episode seven, eight, or nine, then. I would have been like, yes, this would make sense. Yes. All these actors are, are more in, in closer to their prime and everything. And, and Hamill gave one of his best performances. And I'm so excited for Ability. Harrison yeah. Ford came back and brought everything he could for Han Solo. So don't take, don't get me wrong that I, I'm aging out these actors. I just like, it would have been a different time in 1999. Oh Absolutely. my gosh, yeah. That's different. That's different. And this, this I don't want the story that I saw in that cockpit picture. <laughs> Them leading, right. like... I don't want that because yeah. we criticize it, not just to have fun with the Expendables and <laughs> So You're Gonna Die, the movie I now want to see <laughs> by Joseph Scripture. Um, but oh Indy, Indy 4, you know, oh, and now, oh, Indy 5, oh, give it up, Harrison. And I'm excited to see Indy 5. Yeah. He wants to do it. I want to see it. But 
you know that would have been it. All the critics would have been, all the reviews would have been like, uh, give it up, give it up, give us a young people. Yep. So right. I do yeah. not want to see what was in that picture. And then actual Photoshop, like the way that Luke is like smiling and laughing in the back <laughs> and they're, they're like all crammed in there. It looks like the rebellion goes to White Castle. Like it looks like they're just having a weird road trip that actual... Yeah, Photoshop. And not that there wouldn't be younger characters. There wouldn't be. I just, I just sometimes want. I got into an argument again this weekend uh, with some close friends of mine. So it's always a little good natured. But just the Akbar should have been Holdo. And I'm like, could, I, no. I get the idea. I get the sentiment. I really do. And I'm not. This is not even having anything to do with Holdo. Just do you want? I can't take it seriously. And I love Star Wars, but I cannot take the serious. Uh, uh, final moments, uh, Leia going, uh, you know, gel, may the force be with you. Bob, we get off the ship, Leia. Like, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been good. I'm sorry. It, he was a background character for a reason. I love Radis. Radis makes me cry. I would not have wanted, well, when I prepped for Leia, he told me that my son is like hope. That wouldn't have, wouldn't have been good. Be honest with yourself. In your stand-up, this is hilarious. No, I'll be, oh. people will charge the stage. And oh, my <laughs> gosh, I'm crying. I'm laughing so hard. Sorry, sorry. Well, those are I our digress. opinions on the news. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I recommend. There's our fourth center recommends, Joseph. You got one of my favorite books. Yeah, I today. sure do. It's Rebel Rising by my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So go check that out. Uh, it's one of the best Star Wars books out there. I'm not saying it normal. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's our recommendation. Oh, Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. Oh, man. It don't, I, Akbar is one of my it's favorites. so great. It's so I great. Too, but, oh. <laughs> All right. So we've got a great topic. We, it's it's almost it's not like a part two, but it's a companion piece. It's a companion piece. to last week. Yeah, yeah. What do we got, Joseph? Yeah, because just like uh, learning more about episode nine opened up our thoughts about where Ben Solo is going. Just getting a little bit from the uh, the old trailer and from stuff that J.J. Abrams has said has uh, I think opened up the the whole fan culture's mind about what's going on with Ray. So uh, it looks like Ray's past will be further explored in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have that from the ship that appears to be the same from her force vision mm-hmm. right. also being in the trailer. And then there are so many different little snippets of interviews with J.J. Abrams that I can't remember which uh, that that's all right after the episode nine panel. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, uh, yeah. in there's a couple where he explicitly talks about like, yeah, we're 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 finishing the story there's yeah. stuff that we're not done talking about with where where the characters have been and where they're going and like yeah. uh imagine I'm that paraphrasing but yeah. like he he pre- said pretty explicitly the story isn't done yeah hmm. i think friend of the friend of the show ash cross ash, ash cross and got like two or three good clips i think yeah. you know yes. it, might, it might have yeah. been ashes yes because i've had it bookmarked forever yeah, yeah. which starts off with uh, ash just going palpatine really <laughs> very funny very funny <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of where this is coming from. I want to start our conversation as we often do with just taking the temperature in the room. Mm-hmm. How are you both feeling about the current state of the story of Ray's history, parentage, and what it means to her story? I like it. I like where we've gone. I like that uh, that they did not show them in her uh, in that dark cave, or you know, with her mirror image. 
It was not revealed like Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I liked that. And then I liked how Kylo Ren weaponized that information, whether it's true or not, we'll discuss that. So for me, there's, I'm okay with where it is in the story. I'd like to learn maybe a little bit more. Sure. But I don't need it to be the whole focus of nine. Okay. I feel like we've gotten just enough because the story is for me is about her. It's the focus should be her journey, right? And not I mean, about her parents. The 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 trailer says every generation has a legend, mm. and it is positioning Ray as the legend that we're talking about. Exactly. You just said something, uh, Jen. Man, you've, you've been saying some great stuff lately. You always do, but some Thank some stuff you. that's sticking out to me here of just like, yeah, I hope this is a small part, whatever it is, because you know we still got Ray versus Kylo, Ray, whatever's going on. Probably. There's so much stuff going on to to wrap this up in this movie. Um, but yeah, I'm excited where we're at. Uh, I I loved the mystery of seven. I loved the uh, answer we got at that point in eight, and, and I'm I'm excited to see, even if it is true. And, and JJ I think says we honor what happened in eight. Absolutely, he said that in a couple mm. of interviews where yep. he's you know yeah a qu- that's that's a quote. Uh, we honored it, we honored it, and and then I'm excited much like we can talk about with Kylo's helmet to go to the n- next chapter of that story. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Exactly. Uh, whether they were lying, and all, and I don't, I don't. I'm going to step all your wonderful questions. <laughs> I think you can, end, you know, we can get into it real quick here. And yeah, I, my temperature, warm. You oh, <laughs> warm, fuzzy temperature from yeah. Ken Napsack, mm-hmm. taken in the room right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I feel like each each film has kind of a, a set up mystery, but also answered questions. And I feel like it's totally natural. And I was really happy to hear JJ Abrams say that. Of like, yeah, this isn't about taking away any of the story that has come before. This is about finishing the story and i feel like for me for her arc where she was particularly in episode eight was really wanting to have someone tell her what her place is, is in all this mm. and i feel mm. like eight resolved that and it's leaving her at nine where she she knows my place in all this is to carry the mantle and to be the leader and to be the jedi and be the next generation and i feel like the question of nine then will be like well how how is she going to do that Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like we've set up a character who is working toward the future, but we've also set up a character who still might be haunted by her own past mm. and still find value in the past. And that's where I think like some of the thematic elements between her and Kylo will maybe really start popping in episode nine, where mm. Kylo was making this argument of kill your past. Your past doesn't matter. Uh, and other people had encouraged Ray to look to the future. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Ray has successfully looked to the future and went, yep, I'm the future. I should do this. But it would be natural that she'd still want to know more about her parents, more about her own past, and mm-hmm. still be a little haunted by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes along with her grabbing those Jedi books of like, sure, yes, I understand, I accept that my place is the future, mm-hmm. but that means I, it doesn't mean I'm giving up on the past. Right. Then why she would she not extend that to herself? Mm. Um, so, does the story of her past right now feel complete to you? Or are you excited to learn more? I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in, in our our opening yeah. question, mm-hmm. but do you? I guess there's that sense of like, do you feel like, oh yeah, I want to know the rest, or do you feel like for yourself when 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 the answer was no one in her parentage, did you feel like, yep, that's the story? I I, I was ex- love that answer, uh, but I'm excited because there's definitely more uh, there, even even if even if eight was it in a way, let's just say eight ended the series, I'd be yeah. like, cool, can we get a book about? Her upbringing, who left her with Unkar, and all this kind of. Again, we're going to dive into some stuff, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to to get a little bit more. You know? Yeah, because it's there. Yeah. It's How fun. about you, Jennifer? Mm-hmm. I would like to learn a little bit more, and I would like the information to actually lead her to make some sort of 
uh, resolution mm. or something, some take to take some sort of action. It's like the final, the final piece of the puzzle where she's like, okay, whether it's good or bad, I know this and now I know what I need to do mm-hmm. because I don't want to be like my past or the past is what's going to inspire me to, to do. You know what I mean? Right. So, either if, uh, finding some truth about her past that she can either accept or reject to make her, you know, try triumphant choices in the end. Exactly. Love that. Yeah. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited to move this story forward because I'm perfectly, well, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this more as well, but I, I'm happy with the no one. I'm happy with the, mm-hmm. well, they were, you know, filthy drunken junk traders. Uh, but that still leaves plenty of questions of cool, but why did they leave you there specifically? Yeah. And, uh, were they force sensitive in an era where there's nothing, nothing really to do? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Luke's school had already collapsed, or they were too, <laughs> too lazy to. We got rejected from Luke's school. <laughs> got rejected from. You know, <laughs> um, Jen said another great thing, Jen, that I love that you said. They're like, uh, I, I want this information, but I want it to, to, to mean something to the story. Otherwise, it's just a checkbox type of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, and yeah. I think too many people got bogged down in wanting that kind of, you know, who is Snoke is a great question to ask. The answer might come. It didn't matter to that story is what a lot of us believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I whatever it is, I want it to matter to Ray and be used by Ray. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I think that that will come to pass. Yeah. Um, so do you how do you feel at this point then about the theory that Kylo could be lying to Ray about her parentage? Or do you want that? What he saw was true, but there's just more story to be told. Yeah, I do not think he was lying with every fiber of my being. Do not think he was lying. Yeah. Because, I, 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 again, as you hear this debate rage, well, Ray's the one that actually said it. Yeah. And that's, he set it all up and everything. He, but he brought her to that moment. But, yes, you know, you know, he, you know there, there were no one. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're so connected. That connection, beyond not just the Force connection that Snoke bridged their minds. Go back to Episode Seven and that interrogation scene. Th- that is that is the, uh, such a raw intimacy between those two characters. Yeah, they have seen each other's fears, and it scares the hell out of Kylo. That he pulls off the helmet confidently, and by the end of that scene, he's like, oh, "No," but he also knows that this person knows things about him, and he can't lie to her. Yeah, I feel like that line in Force Awakens of like, "It's okay, I feel it too." Yes. Is about their connection, like this, like, well, we are way more connected than any, either of us ever expected. That is an underrated line in, in the secret trilogy. Yeah, mm. and I think it, it it's a little like, what? In yeah. Force Awakens, but I think as the trilogy goes on, it, it deepens mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about the possibility of Kylo lying, Jennifer? I, I, I'm with you, Ken. I, I don't I don't want him to be lying. I believe when I when he said that, I was like, yeah, that's true. I think what it what it could be maybe is that like he's maybe they're more sympathetic than just like just drunks. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a reason why they're they're drinking so much. Yeah. Maybe something happened to them that caused them to like want to numb their pain in this way. I, mm-hmm. I would like them maybe to be perhaps more sympathetic or not. They could just be you know, uh, not great parents. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I believe he's saying the truth. Yeah. I think he is saying the truth from his point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, this truth isn't, I, you know, I had first order spies dig up your birth records. This is, <laughs> yeah, right. we were connected in a force vision and we both saw things and we both interpreted what one another's actions would be based on them. Mm-hmm. So that you're already within the last Jedi have that. We saw the truth. We know that Ray saw the truth that he was going to turn on Snoke, mm-hmm. but was wrong about what would follow. 
Right. And just like Kyla was like, well, you, the fact that you're nothing is going to break you and you're going to join me. Uh, so they're already wrong. So I like the idea of like what you're saying of like, he saw this flash of the force of these awful people in pain, but he didn't see why mm-hmm. or how mm-hmm. or who they truly were outside of that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I love the idea that he is telling the, the whole truth, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. And along those lines, uh, I wanted to revisit these lines of Maz's because I think they support what Kylo said. Yeah. Uh, where Maz says to Rey in The Force Awakens, you already know the truth. Whomever you're waiting for on Jakku, they're never coming back, but there's someone who still could. So what are you, what are you feeling or thinking about that line now? Mm. I, to me, it supports what Kylo said of like, they're no one, you're looking back at nothing. Mm-hmm. But in the trailer, we got that ship that suggests maybe there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, if if... Love this line, you know. Love it because it 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 doesn't disprove you know, that JJ's got something else planned, or that Ryan was wrong by what JJ. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it, it goes a lot of different ways. I, I don't think I think it is this. It is about those parents, but I, at the time I took someone else who still could as Luke. Right? I yeah. think, it, and she says she responds yeah. Luke, and I feel like it, it yeah. plays out that way. Right. But yeah. the kind of the that earlier half of it feels to me like. Yeah, so JJ and and Ryan Johnson were on the same page where Ray is obsessed and yeah. can't move on because she's obsessed with the past. Mm-hmm. And here it is in The Force Awakens, where you know the sage person is telling her to move on. Yeah, it's like it's like it's Maz is saying here the answer is you. Yeah, and and eight that really is the big point. I thought. Yeah, but Maz is kind of she's just too young and 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 run around the galaxy to learn <laughs> to, to listen. Yeah, that yeah. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Maz's lines, Jennifer? How do they strike you now with, with everything we know? It just reminds me of this interview that I saw with J.J. when The Force Awakens first came out. Uh, I think it was MTV News. And he said, or maybe it was Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. She's like, we were, we were baffled. J.J. and I are baffled that people are so obsessed with who Ray's parents are. She's like, it's, it's mm-hmm. in the movie. And looking at this line now, I'm like, well, it seems like, every, like they've been pretty clear on who these parents are. Are, mm-hmm. uh, but then when we saw that ship in the trailer, I'm like, well, I, uh, <laughs> who? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, yeah. That idea that they're never coming back. I like that definitiveness from Maz. Doesn't right. I mean if, if it jives uh, with everything? Uh, it jives with everything that Kyla said. They're dead. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there's more to that. Uh, Hmm. So let's let's move on to the ship in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, all, all of us obsessive Star Wars fans have had the opportunity to do some freeze framing. Yeah. It yeah. does look very much like the same ship. It could be a whoops. Uh, <laughs> we did not mean to. It's a very similar design, but it's a dark shot. It could be a whoops. Yeah, but let's be. let's assume that uh, our, our feverish speculation <laughs> is true, and it is the same I ship love that. Uh, as the one that we see in Ray's Force vision. Yeah. What would you want that to mean? Would you want that to be an indication that? Ray is going to have a, a, a force vision, another force vision of seeing the complete picture of her parents. Do mm-hmm. you want it to be that the possibility that her parents are alive? Do you want it to be that that same ship is being used by mm. someone else who has a connection to these dead parents? Mm. What What are your speculations or mm. desires? And Jen, what do you got? What well, do you got? Yeah, there's two ways it could go, and it and it it, it does complete the force vision. Let's say it does that, mm-hmm. right? And we see all of it and who the parents are, and then they take off on the ship. Blah blah blah. All right. Or what if we find out that who the person is that's leaving on a ship isn't well, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Yeah, feel free. Okay, 
is that it's not her parents, but it's somebody who was taking care of her because Mm -hmm. her parents were the drunks and whatever. So she's really seeking that person. Yeah. And that person could come back. Mm -hmm. But again, maybe it's Carrie Russell. I don't know, but I think she's playing a bad character. I don't don't think we know that. We don't don't know. know. Oh yeah. We only have speculation about Carrie Russell. And and I would put money down on Carrie Russell being her mother in some way. I, I, you know, we, Carrie Russell is Claude. By the way, I'm I always, sure of it. I always talk about uh, she is Claude. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I always talk about betting. I actually don't bet that much uh, at all. Um, but I would put I'd put money down on Carrie. There's a similar facial structure there. Yeah. That, uh, if you're just casting, you guys. What if Carrie Russell is Ray's older sister? Ooh. Bam. We mm. get a sister story <laughs> in Star Wars. Ah, oh wow! Yeah. I'm okay with that. That'd That's be great. so cool. Yeah, that would be I'm fascinating. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. <laughs> My hopes will be dashed. <laughs> Speculate <laughs> mildly irresponsible. And her sister's like this warrior and this total badass who's had to like, and you know, I'm sorry, I had to leave you, and then they right. team up. Yeah. Oh. That'd be very cool. We do uh, so you like the, you yeah. like the idea, and we, and we will uh, dive into it more because mm-hmm. we're going to run down all the various series. But you like the idea that that ship could be a, a signifier. That someone involved with Ray's past is still flying around the galaxy, but the parents are dead in the pauper's grave, or yeah. the, whoever mm. Ray believed to be her parents, uh-huh. yeah. dead in the pauper's grave, but somebody's still flying around that ship with mysteries and answers for Ray. Yes, because if it's her parents to me, <laughs> the, sh- the ship should just be called the mystery box. Yes, the, yeah, the, the mystery van, <laughs> the mystery vet. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise I worry that it, that this going to take away the focus from Ray's journey. And like we talked about, yeah, I yeah. don't want that to happen. Yeah, I, I could see something where she's just like, yep, I, I, I got as much of an answer as I was searching for. I've left it in the past. Uh, and Jennifer, as, as you were saying, th- these stories have to intersect with the plot, mm-hmm. with what is moving forward. So to me, it's uh, it might be interesting if she's raised doing what she's supposed to do. She's leading the resistance, and then she sees that ship mm. somewhere, and she's like, damn, that's mm. I know that ship. That's <gasps> the ship that left me on Jakku, mm. so it intersects with her adventures in some way. That's good. You know, mm. kind of very will of the force running into your, your past okay. when you don't plan to kind of thing. I like both and, You know, it makes whoever is on that ship an active part of the adventure. Of the adventure. Of something is needed from them. Uh, I like that. I, 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 I still look at it as either a continuation of the vision or maybe... Uh, a uh, precursor, uh, a prequel, if you will, to the vision. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I could see the movie opening up with some revelations. Ooh, baby Ray, you know, maybe we got <laughs> baby Ray, a new baby action Ray. figure for Joseph to get at a convention. <laughs> I will oh, buy baby Ray, yeah. baby Ray. Um, yeah, I, I'm very intrigued, and yeah, I've done my share of freeze framing, and it's a good chance it's a space potato, but uh, <laughs> it, it's it looks very similar. It looks very, 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 very similar. similar. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like the the trailer was very, very well constructed to get people talking. So it seems like that's not an accident uh, mm-hmm. from the old master of the mystery box, J.J. Abram. So uh, I wanted this is a little bit more of a, a meta thing, but I think it's hard to uh, avoid a more real life thing in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much fan discussion of continuing Ray's story at all. To me, I see as a continuation. And other fans feel like if we're going to hear anything more about Ray's past, it's a quote-unquote retcon mm-hmm. where where J.J. Abrams is retroactively changing episode right. eight. Hmm. So how do you, how are you both feeling about the difference between continuing a story versus retconning it? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Similar to, to the Kylo Helmet thing, you know, I think you just have to look at things in the next chapter. And JJ's already gone out of his way, as we just said, to honor stuff that's come before. And, and whether you think he hated the movie and all that, it doesn't matter. Uh, he's a professional and he's got to tell the right. It, it, it just would be really weird. Movie opens up and, uh, you know. Nope, turns out uh, Luke and uh, Mara Skywalker were your parents. <laughs> and, and if you don't, and, and that could still be the answer. Yeah. But how you do it, as we always keep saying, the execution of that is is what's important. So I, I, I really, I'm excited for the next chapter. Yeah. The next revelations. Yeah. 
How do you feel about that, Jennifer? Yeah, I think you're right. It's it's how you tell the story. And I, you know, JJ is not going to lazily connect the dots or try and say, yeah, actually, you know, they're both they're both space wizards. Ha ha. That's why she's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's going to be I think whatever he's going to do is going to continue the story in the right way. I, I don't feel like it. I feel like it all seems really cohesive to me right now from the force awakens to the last Jedi. It all makes sense. Yeah. I, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maz and Kylo's kind of perspective and what they're telling Ray, what they're sensing uh, Mm -hmm. being true. Yeah. Yeah, To me, I just think that there's this real difference, even if the story ends up being uh, like we're talking about of those were just her guardians, but she always assumed they're her parents and she has some true parentage Mm -hmm. that to me wouldn't even be a retcon because there's nothing in the last Jedi where, Kylo says, your parents were no one and they were your real biological parents, right. not guardians. Right. Putting a, you know, It's just a continuation yeah. of a story, mm-hmm. not a, it's not like if, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi happened and, and Luke asked Yoda like he does, is Darth Vader my father? And Yoda's side is like, no, it's just a mean thing he says to everybody he fights. <laughs> you know, that would, you know, just like right. we, we just yeah. everything else was built into this. But whoop, you're like, exactly. yeah, I don't think yeah. that's the, what we're dealing with here. I think mm-hmm. it's a there is still room for more story to be told. So to me, it is not retconning. Yeah, it is continuing. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe Ryan Johnson leaned on the no one harder yeah. than J.J. Abrams would have. But again, mm-hmm. that's like, oh, well, we there's an outline and, and you put more weight on that beat and I want to put more weight on this beat. Yeah. But that's not retconning. That's not disagreeing. That's just storytellers working together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, you know, to the, the retconners, we'll call them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's it's really sometimes silly when you focus on what Ryan did and, and, and completely ignore Han Solo saying Luke felt bad and he, he ran off and he ran away. No right. one's seen him. Uh, Maz saying the past is don't don't look the answer's still coming the quote you just read that's all there <laughs> so yes. so I always I always go to the, you know this is a Luke discussion a Luke thing but like yeah Luke cut himself off the force uh, what else was Ryan to do when five planets were destroyed Han was dead and Luke's on a hill yeah um, it just made some sense to me to be like a cut off the force unless you know he turns around and says yeah I know. Yeah. Oh, you gonna do anything about it? Nope. That to me is less of the yeah. Luke. Right. That's that's hashtag not my Luke. The versus- clouds are made of yeah, Salamari or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah they, they oh block the force. Gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a different discussion. But just, yeah. But but yeah, I think it's all gonna keep flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Has to. Uh-huh. JJ and Chris Terrio are storytellers, and even though they hated every second of the Last Jedi. They want to tell a cohesive story. They are, and it has yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. And the story is explicitly because he says this again in interview after interview. If it wasn't clear from the tra- trailer, literally saying, "You know, we'll always be with you," but this is your fight. Yeah, uh, that this is about the next generation. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. going to be about uh, these kind of questions for yeah. for Ray and Kylo that we're talking about these last two weeks. Yeah. Um, all right, so I want to just go ahead and just do it. Let's check in on some Ray theories, I love it. which oh. honestly do I, I will say I think have more life. Yeah. Given that that yep. ship is in the trailer and given totally. that J.J. Abrams explicitly said, I have more story to tell. Uh, yeah. So we talked about the possibility of those uh, those drunks burying them in poppers mm-hmm. graves, maybe guardians, not real parents. That's a fascinating one. And I think that's what kind of opens up the possibility of other other theories. So yeah. I want to check in on that one real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, you're, you're cool with that one. Yes, I like that one. Okay. 
Ken, how do you feel about the, oh, I thought they were my parents, but they were my guardians. Uh, I like that one a lot. I'm also now envisioning JJ going, yeah, there was no story to tell. And the movie opens with Ray at a grave going, well, that's it. <laughs> and then they go on. Um, yeah, I, I actually make, it makes a lot of sense to me that they were either guardians or her parents and just had to give her up for some reason we're going to find out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good pinpointing on what... Mm-hmm. Uh, of interesting storytelling ground of the why. Yeah. The why. And, and, and I think it's compelling to me because Ray would want to know why, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That makes sense. That's a logical question to ask and not because uh, of some uh, mm-hmm. deep secret, but let's talk about deep secrets. So since the, the floodgates have opened to old uh, theories, given new life, I want to see how we feel about them. How do you feel about the good old classic? She's a clone. Cause that one has got new life. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we go to Jennifer? I look, I'm looking to Jennifer so I can catch my breath. <laughs> All right, Jennifer? No, no, she can't be a clone. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, she can't, she could be a clone, but I don't want her to be a clone. <laughs> Who, Excuse me, when sorry. When did this new theory get new life? What was a. Uh, well, I saw it floating around on the old internet, and I think. Um, a, there was a piece, I believe, from Anthony Bresnikin, who I really like, who uh-huh. is uh, playing more with speculation. And I, he was building on the a thousand generations living you being literal as well as metaphorical. Mm. And also, I think, a compelling image that the image of her in that endless line and wanting to see her parents and only seeing herself, I think, to me, absolutely works on a metaphorical level of you're looking for this perfect answer. You're looking to see that it's... Leia Organa and that gives you meaning and there's no meaning to be had in your parents they're just people mm-hmm. it works for me on that metaphorical level but I can see it supporting a yeah we're hey the dark side cave is telling you the truth the dark side tree told Luke the truth of like y- you are the same as Vader right uh, you have the blood of Vader you have the possibility of Vader it could be telling her the truth of there is no parent to be found because it doesn't exist mm-hmm. hmm mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and now a Jedi Council mm. meeting of just Yoda yeah. and Mace Windu making noises. Miss mm. uh, Ren, the clone prophecy was. Uh, I, so I, I, I'm against clones in Star Wars, <laughs> but not the clone troopers. I think right. that, and I thought they dealt with that, especially in, this, in the show. Yeah. Of, hey, they're, they're living, breathing beings. They're not weapons of war. And da, da, da. You can do it right. Versus Luke and Joris Saboth. Sub- How did you say it? In uh, Joris Saboth. Saboth. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows? Uh, I was just on a show that taped it's going to air, and like they asked the question about that character, and I was like, "Who?" And like they had to like, "Oh, I had to see it." Yeah. Like I said, not Obi Wan. I yeah. said it entirely different. Yeah, not Obi Wan. Um, I so I have a aversion aversion to the idea of Ray being a clone, but. I sometimes feel as though I might have to let go of that angst, not for any reason. Um, I just, some of that makes sense. Luke's hand, um, anything you want. Palpatine being involved back, you know? Yeah. And the idea that maybe she's Vader's sister. You know, maybe Palpatine's like, I made a... I made a lady Vader. That's a bad, bad term, but you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that's part of it, too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Jennifer, have you collected your clone thoughts beyond no, or is that, uh, I mean, no is a fine answer. 
No. No was a good answer. You know, the the theory about the, the dark side cave revealing that to her because of the multiple images. I remember Ryan Johnson on Twitter actually addressed that, not that theory, but that that imagery. And I guess it, he was inspired by like, I think it was a 1980s music video of some like band. Yeah. And they use that in the video. It looks and a he, little like take on yeah. me. Right. It, take I, I can't, on me. I can't remember, but somebody was showed him and he's like, yeah, that's, that's basically I was inspired by that. Yeah. Joseph yeah. and I are available for weddings. By the way. <laughs> uh, two of us combined, one Adam Sandler, <laughs> wedding singer. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I feel like yeah. he was working, as many uh, filmmakers do, on a really intuitive level of this makes sense to me, mm. this image makes sense to me yeah. to tell this story. So I, I, I think it's metaphorical. I, I'm with uh, Ken. I love the clone troopers because I think that story is really well told mm-hmm. about the difference between humanity and, and try, trying to make humanity machinery of war. Mm-hmm. But for a story that is so much, so mm, celebrating the organic mm-hmm. in the, the fate and destiny that I, I want my main characters mm-hmm. to be stories of fantasy, not stories of sci-fi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, you know, yep, the next generation needs to pick up the mantle, so I made the next generation in the lab. Somehow mm-hmm. undercuts the fantasy yeah. feeling of the story yeah. to me. But that said... Palpatine's uh, the the mm. specter of Palpatine is yep. opening up uh, some questions too. We've all talked about here today about mm. any continuation of Ray's heritage storyline does need to be tied into the actual forward moving narrative. Mm. So I understand how people would go like, well, could Palpatine have been doing something? Could he been pulling some strings? So how do you feel, Jennifer, about the idea of Darth Sidious having something to do with the birth or creation? Of Ray, I have a tough time with it. I feel like if if it was in the Clone Wars, I would absolutely be able to get behind it. But suddenly, mm. when it's live action, mm. my brain doesn't doesn't quite process it the no, same way. And so I just oh, I think I might get too caught up in the logistics of it, and it would take me out of the story in this big reveal way that I'm supposed to be like immersed in the story, and I, I don't mm. want that to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. I think my, I think I have a couple knee-jerk reactions to it. Is a is a big lover of Palpatine. There's something about Palpatine having an even ambiguous hand in the creation of Rey feels repetitive to. We already have this ambiguous. Probably Palpatine had something to do with the creation of Anakin. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously in, in the Darth Plagueis novel, which is no longer canon, it's ex- explicit. Yeah. But back in the day in 2005, the theater that I was in was like, <gasps> yeah. as soon as he said that they even create life, everybody's mind just organically went to, did mm-hmm. Palpatine create Anakin for this purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's something that, that has a not poetry repetition mm-hmm. feel to me. Mm. And then my other uh, Palpatine desire, mm. not even a prediction, it's just what I want. Mm. I like the idea that he's not been pulling strings. He's been, his soul has been ambiguously trapped in some wreckage on a planet that nobody's done anything with. And yet he's not pulling Snoke's mm. strings. He's not responsible for anything that's happened. And he's just going to be like, I'm back. <laughs> I'll take the galaxy again. Shooting I like the idea bottle. that he's, yeah, that he's just, he's kind of fresh in this story. Right. Yeah. And that any time that he would reemerge into the galaxy, he'd just be like, thanks, mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that back. Yeah. I'm like the ultimate that. threat always. Not, if he were, if he were still alive for this whole time, great. Yes. He's the ultimate string puller. Right. But I like the idea of he died. Mm-hmm. The galaxy was in balance and at yeah. peace 
for years and years and years because it mattered what Anakin and Luke did. Yeah. But now the threat is reemerging as threats do. I like that pitch. I like that pitch a lot. Um, I am intrigued by the, the return of Palpatine on any level. It's, it's it, a holocron, a voice, a spirit. Uh, I'm back. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm intrigued because it opens the possibility. It makes me a little more accepting of the idea of a clone or something related, a little more accepting of I had something to do with your birth. Uh, I do agree that it's a weird repetition, uh, not quite poetry is a good way to say it, um, but I, I can get behind it a little more. But if, if it was just Snoke or Dark Menace number two, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't like it. That's going to be uh, Richard, yeah. uh, Richard E. Grant's, Richard e. Grant's <laughs> character name. Um, I am Dark Menace number because two. Because it, it does kind of undercut Ray as a character if, 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 right. if you were, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and I want this to be, she's the legend, you know. I don't want the legend to be test tube number 72185 that, yeah. that succeeded. Uh, so, but just something with Palpatine, it, 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 I, I'm open to a little more things you're, than you're, I would have. Okay, you're, op- you're open to Palpatine. I'm open to Palpatine. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about just being the product of the Force itself. If we're going back to those were just guardians. Yeah. Or, or like Shmi, a mother is like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just having a fun party life with this loser I'm married to. And <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Suddenly I'm pregnant. Uh, there was not a, there was a partner, but there wasn't a father. I, I, uh, uh, I love the idea, actually. Uh, go, I loved it out of seven, coming out of seven of the force, the force awoketh. Yeah. And went, oops, sorry about the Vader thing, though he was the chosen one. He brought some balance. Let me make good on that. Yeah. Or just going forward, this the yeah. galaxy, Kylo is rising. The galaxy needs yep. someone. Snoke's got a bathrobe. We need some help. Yeah. And the Force <laughs> saying, well, that Luke guy's run away. I mean, Ray already would have been born by the, you know, before yeah. Luke ran away. But yeah. But the Force is kind of knows what's knows coming. Knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the brand of the series. Yeah. <laughs> the three-eyed Force, Oh, Raven. my gosh. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer, how do you yeah. feel about a product of the Force itself? I like this one. I, I can accept this one, but I would like to see it in Shmi form where we see uh, maybe in a, in a vision or in a flashback or something, her mom being pregnant and maybe saying something similar. Well, there, was no, there was no, you know, this yeah. just happened. So, I mean, I was married to this guy, but eh. yeah, right, right. Wasn't doing <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's. I think otherwise, otherwise, if I don't see a, a mama involved, mm-hmm. uh, then I just imagine like this, like mystical, like wind conjuring up this baby. So, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I need something a little bit more concrete to make this kind of concept uh, acceptable for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I see don't that. know why. I don't no. Know why. I, well, because it's already kind of established in canon. I guess maybe that's why. That. That mm-hmm. would be the way the Force goes about this. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Star Wars dances around these ideas of there's definitely the fantasy and the mystical, but that it's rooted in uh, the physical and the real. Right. You know, in the, the, you know mm-hmm. finding the spiritual within the crude matter. Exactly, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, while well, I was putting together these notes, I thought that I had not had before. I'm sure other people have. Uh, I do expect something from Anakin mm-hmm. in this uh, final movie. Okay. And we've talked about it, a whole uh, Star Wars counseling about it. Mm. Up up for grabs what Anakin's existence within the Force is or is not, mm-hmm. is a Force ghost. Just because he popped in to say hello on Endor, that could have been it. Right. But 
I wondered if there's any possibility that they would ever go for the story that it's not the Force, but Anakin as a spirit mm. within the Force created Rey. So, mm. in a weird way, she is a Skywalker. She's a direct descendant of Anakin as he exists within the Force because he yeah, is the one who caused the creation of her, mm-hmm. knowing that mm. the galaxy needs something. This is a way to position Anakin as a hero, which doesn't really... Anakin Force uh-huh. Ghost, in the most ambiguous way, position him as a hero without taking anything from Ray without making her just like clone or a copy. Right. I like that. That's an interesting thing. I've never really heard that. I like that. I like that idea of Anakin on the other side going, yeah, I brought some balance. Didn't quite, didn't quite stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now, you know, I can see down the line, Ben's going to like me too much. <laughs> do some, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Oh yeah. Theory, yeah. But, yeah. But like I, I like, I can like that idea. I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. The force is weird, man. The force is force weird. Force is weird. Yeah. Look at look at Mortis. Look at all the stuff. Uh, you know, and if you can't ignore that when you're telling the Star Wars story on this type of scale, if you're just telling Rogue One and you're doing battles and everything, the stuff that I you know you know I love. But these saga films, I, I want uh, another layer is is, is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's go back to the classic. Turns out she's a Skywalker or a Kenobi or a Palpatine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have this new theory with Anakin. If she could be a Skywalker in spirit, quite literally, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do you how would you feel if it was like we've talked about? Oh, those were guardians. Mm-hmm. They are no one. That's all one hundred percent true, except mm-hmm. for actually she is Luke and Mark Jade's kid. How would you feel about any of that? I'm I, not excited, and and I thought Scott. I thought Luke was the answer. It just seemed like pretty obvious. But that's what I also that's what's why I like the choice for not to be. Yeah, uh, I, I uh, Kenobi. I was on board the Kenobi one. I like. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, what did Kenobi and uh, Satine do before she passed away? Did that create some line, or did yeah. Kenobi uh, someone in the desert? You know, uh, it's very interesting in Master and Apprentice. There's some uh, Jedi and sex discussion. Oh yes, there are. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so uh, I liked it. Uh, I don't like it as much now because it seems just too pedestrian of a, of a choice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, Jennifer, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. That to me would be, uh, that would be retconning for me. Yeah. And I think that it would take away from the power of the character to suddenly be like, oh yeah, actually she was a Skywalker or Kenobi all along. Eh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 I feel like it plays down to the intelligence of, it doesn't, what did they say? You know, like the, you, you always want to assume that your audience is very intelligent. To me, it feels like you'd be like talking to a kid. Oh, actually she's special because she was related to these people. Right. It seems like a really simple, too simple of an answer. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it also just still has the same narrative problem that it had in episode eight. It's a PowerPoint presentation answer. It's a Wikipedia mm-hmm. answer. Right. It's not a, an answer that is organic to the storytelling that has come before and it's not going to be organic to try to be shoehorned in now and for the all the choices that have been made in seven and eight it it, it makes to have her be the literal child of luke han or leia is so twisty and weird to me i know other people still interpret lines in the force awakens differently than i do Mm -hmm. but for me it still makes it like that's putting a bunch of baggage on those characters those legacy characters mm-hmm. right. uh, in Kenobi mm-hmm. is a total PowerPoint presentation answer. Yes. I was like, go do your homework to make this have make any mm-hmm. sense or have any weight. Um, I don't know if I've heard this float around, but how about reincarnation? Sure. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Why not? Turns out of who? Huh? Uh, the star of the <laughs> old Republic trilogy, 
that Dan and Dave are going to do. She's oh, a reincarnation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, again, uh, I'm open to some weird thing, weirder things than I was probably even a year ago. It's definitely two or three years ago. When did Force Wagons come out? 29? Uh, 2009? Okay. No. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, reincarnation. Yeah. Ray, yeah. uh, Jennifer, I just called you Ray. Hey, yeah. all right, hey. cool. Um, <laughs> reincarnation, no, no. Me, you know, no. makes me think about the the book, the big Star Wars event that we're getting next year. Mm. Uh, we all assume is about like the Force. Mm, yeah, I feel like we need to get more answers, and maybe they'll reveal something in the movie that will make people start questioning that, and mm. then we will get it in book form. Yeah, where, but this would be very like okay. You need a whole chapter on reincarnation, right? It's kind of yeah, out, yeah. out of left field. Field, right, yes. not not uh, built to, and uh, I like that J.J. Abrams has been describing some of the choices as inevitable. Of this is where it's been moving, so right. something really from right. left field uh, would be weird. Uh, and then the final option of she is just a person randomly chosen by the force. I'll say for myself, you know, people, uh, there's so much discussion about this, but the Skywalker line is the rarity. Mm-hmm. All the other Jedi we know were no one; mm-hmm. they were just mm-hmm. born strong in the force. And it continues to happen throughout the reign of the Empire, throughout all of these years. And I still do like the idea that Rey is one of the many kids born with the Force. And the Force is just like, we need a champion, her. Mm-hmm. I like So we're, we're going to pour even more of, of the power of the Force into this random child. Yeah, Rey from nowhere is still pretty powerful for me. It works a lot because Kylo's there to take some of the other side of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would understand a little bit more if, if, if Kylo didn't exist and... There was no other relation to Han, Luke, Leia in any way, shape, or form. And it was like, our lead is no one. Oh, well, okay, that's part of the, part of the fun is we come for these big chosen one characters. That's yeah. fantasy in a way or something like that. Um, but it's 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 just really powerful. It's really powerful to me. So I'm still kind of looking at that. But I love the ideas around it, there, that, that she still could be a random person, a, a no one, so to speak, but have a weird story to her family or parents or something like that. I, but I don't think she needs to be connected directly by blood or spirit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Any thoughts on that, Jennifer? Yeah. To me, this one makes the most sense. It's the one I want because we've seen it throughout this saga. We certainly saw that powerful ending, you know, with the last Jedi and broom kid to, to Mary, you guys know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So like, I just feel like that, that would fall in line beautifully. Mm-hmm. And it's a powerful message. It's, it's literally saying, Anyone can be a hero. Okay, well, <laughs> kind of. Mm-hmm. But in essence, anyone yeah. can be. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it, it is that idea of we all are born with different abilities. Right. And that no matter how strong or, you know, quote unquote weak you are from mm-hmm. a certain point of view, you still have the responsibility of deciding what to do with whatever you have been mm-hmm. given by the, you know, randomness of birth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like the idea of she doesn't have to be. Uh, a, a royal, you know, to put it, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like that. She can be a common, a common it's, girl. It's, it's to me still one of the most powerful things of, of Lord of the Rings. You know, mm. F- Frodo had Bilbo. Bilbo wasn't chosen by, you know, the ring, you know, comes out. All right, you can say a little bit of the ring, but him and Samwise, it's a gardener and a, and a, and a hobbit. Yeah, exactly. friend, and, and there's something powerful. Gardner and a hobbit friend. A hobbit, hobbit, <laughs> a hobbit gardener and his hobbit friend. Um, it's something pretty powerful that all you have to do is decide what to do with the time that's been given to you. Like, yeah. uh, that, that's powerful stuff. So that that still works in the fantasy world as well. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as we're winding down our conversation, we talked a little bit about how much we want 
whatever information we get about Ray's past to be moving forward in the narrative. But would you prefer that it is more of a subplot that she gets uh, information or mm-hmm. inspiration from, or do you want it to be moving the main plot? I mean, connected to the main plot, going back to Jennifer's original th- thought, but but part of it, you know, part part of yeah. it, where I think we still got Finn, we still got Poe, still got Rose, we still got the Resistance. We got a lot of things I want to answer to that I don't want all tied to. Who are you, Ray? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're you're more in the subplot. Subplot. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Subplot. Important, but subplot. Right. Exactly. Subplot, or if it is connected to the main narrative, in that Carrie Russell is her sister. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> then you know then i i can buy that but we have so much story to tell and so many loose ends to tie up we have leia's story we have finn we have rose we have uh, who potentially captain phasma coming back so yeah. there's just mm-hmm. a lot claude, claude. yeah claude we got to learn all about claude yeah i think i would go back to looking at some star wars poetry because i think that's mm-hmm. where the the team is at and you look at Luke in Return of the Jedi, you look at Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, and their actions are really determined by their relationship with a specific person. For mm. Luke, it's Vader. For uh, Anakin, it's Padme. So I feel like it would make the most sense to me of whatever her heritage is, it will be represented by a person, mm. either meeting a Carrie Russell or mm. communing with Anakin or, mm. uh, or Kylo finding out more information and torturing her with it. Mm. Uh, and having her choose how to respond to that relationship. Right. right. Mm. Final question uh, that I intended to be fun, but it's probably deeper than I meant. If you were Ray's <laughs> best friend, what would you say to her about her parents? Oh, Lord. Uh, say <laughs> no, it don't matter. Boy. It don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah. Push on. Push on- onward, as we like to say. Push forward. Yeah. They left you, Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let your past define you. It does not have to dictate your mm-hmm. future. Don't let that weigh you down. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. And she, she might need some counseling depending. <laughs> I think she would need some yeah, counseling. I mean, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Daisy said that she still got, she still got stuff to learn. She yeah. still got stuff to learn. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I would definitely encourage her to, yeah, exactly what you guys said. Just be you, just be the you, you choose to be. And if you feel at all bad about having weird parents, boy, are you in the right galaxy to have other people to talk to about it? <laughs> right. Love it. Love that it. Is our look at Ray's future in the past. Wow. Ray's past in the future, rather. That's yeah. the thing. Ray, Ray's future past was a great Moody Blues album, man. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Thank you, Joseph, for leading us through. I'm sure you guys have some thoughts out there. We want to hear them. We'll tell you where to reach out at the end of the show. Right now, though, Audience questions. We love taking questions from you. Some great thought starters. We got this one from Eric Warner. Which scene in any of the films was the most emotional for you? I always get tears in my eyes in The Force Awakens during the brief scene of Chewie by himself mourning Han after they arrive back at the Resistance base. It breaks my heart each time. Love the shows. You all are awesome. Uh, Great one, Eric. Uh, Jen, uh, what makes you cry? God. (laughs) In Star Wars. There's just (laughs) so many. I just don't even know. Mm. I mean... Oh, love. The one that just just came to mind is in the one that people have dubbed the Mary Poppins scene uh, in, in The Last Jedi with Leia floating in space. Every single time I see it because of where we are with with our loss of mm. Carrie and then seeing the character and then seeing her using the force in the way that I used to dream as a child. It's all of that mingled together that every time, Oh, forget it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I well up with tears. 
Yeah. It's a good moment. It's powerful. powerful that hand reaching out and saying, <gasps> I'm not done yet. Yes. Yeah. So powerful. And the music cue. Yeah. Yes. So good. Uh, Joseph. Yeah. For me, there are a lot of different moments and they kind of change over the years. But right now it is the uh, mm. Luke's, uh, the rebellion is reborn today. The war is just mm. beginning and I will not be the last Jedi. Uh, there's something that's always uh, been a, a weepy, triumphant moment, that idea of somebody kind of alone on the battlefield but having absolute faith that their friends are behind them mm. and that the battle is not done. Uh, going, there's uh, some mm. lots of different examples. There's a, a comic book uh, that I loved is a kid, uh, Teen Titans, and there was one episode, one issue called There Shall Come a Titan, and all the other Titans were defeated. But there shall still come another Titan to make things right. And hit that, that line, it's just, mm. it gets me every time. Mm. Uh, it's so funny. It does change a lot, right? Especially, the, you know, something will come out in nine that will make something an empire more powerful. And that's why I love the continuation of the story and the adding of new chapters. Uh, I, it's funny. I go to Last Jedi, too. This is why I love this movie. The, 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 the Yoda moment of uh, we are what they what we grow beyond. Uh. Yeah. And, and the music. I, I really love uh, Yoda's theme. And uh, that one got me in theater. Um, and, and it still kind of does now. A lot of stuff with, with Luke, the final moment. I love Leia's eyes on Kraid. Oh, there's mm. a lot of things, oh, but yeah. that, that's where my heart goes right now. Great stuff, Eric. And, 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 and that Chewie moment. It's good. And, yeah. and Chewie's scream, oh. his roar, yeah. when, he, when he sees it happen is, is, is heartbreaking too. Joshua Thorne writes, Hey all, so in my rewatching of Return of the Jedi, one of the things that I found myself really loving is Jabba's reaction to Luke declaring himself <laughs> as a Jedi. Oh, At this point, <laughs> we were 20 plus years removed from uh, Jedi. Um, or at this point, we are 20 plus years removed from Jedi, so I thought it would be fun to envision other notable Star Wars characters' reactions to discovering that Jedi were suddenly back or suddenly back based off their point of view uh, <laughs> on the matter. So, oh boy, yeah, yeah. What do you? What, what, what are some other reactions you want? Uh, my my immediate list would just be like all of them. Yeah. This could be a Disney Plus show, just <laughs> like every everybody's reactions. But the ones that jump to mind is Rex. Oh yeah, Rex has such a long history with the Jedi mm-hmm. and specifically with the name Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and just seeing like you know, yep. All right, here we go. And I can I can just see Rex like telling the young uh, rebels like, well, "Have you ever actually seen a real Jedi in action? Oh, you're in for a treat. You know, try to keep up like yeah. all that." Uh, and then the kind of dumb one that came to my mind was Masamita. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one though. Yeah, because Masamita he lived. Knows. He knows. He knows. He lived through all of the uh, the mm-hmm. prequel era and then uh, beyond. And he was he knew the truth of Darth Sidious. And I wonder if he has that. Oh man. Oh yeah. man! If a Je- if a real yeah. full powerful Jedi's back, oh man, we're in trouble. Yeah, I love that's a great answer. Great answers, Jen. Oh my gosh! Well, I go to the I go to the creature side of it, and they're no longer with us. R.I.P. Uh, Salacious B. Crumb. Yeah, <laughs> Bib yeah. For, Well, I guess he's not really a creature; he's an alien. Bib Fortuna, uh, mm-hmm. Dexter Jetster. Ooh, I don't know. Dexter Jetster is a great well, one. He had relationships yeah. with them, so well, yeah. That, my I friends just, are back. <laughs> right. I just I would love that. I love like special a, at the diner for Jedi. Like a, a cut, you know, where just all the different characters reacting. Whoa! Whoa! Wow! <laughs> Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Great answers. I would go with, with Sebulba because I think in the back of his <gasps> head, yes. he knew there was something weird about that Annie kid, that he knew he <laughs> kept getting a rivalry with him because there's, he had some skills he'd never seen before. And then I think maybe years later he finds out. And I think uh, I think some stuff are put together. Some, some, oh, some, yeah. And he's like, oh, they're back. I'm going to... 
Pudo. I'm going to lose again in the pod race circuit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joshua. We got a couple questions from Patreon. Manning Franks writes, Confession Time Force Center. I haven't watched a single episode of Star Wars Resistance, nor have I read any new book since from a certain point of view. I'm not opposed to any of it. It just... Uh, just things not on my priority list, which begs the question if uh, it sometimes feels exhausting to be a Star Wars fan. New books or comics come out nearly every week. We have all these side story shows. Does it ever feel like maybe it's all too much? Have you uh, seen your own consumption of the Star Wars saga evolve as the years have gone by? Keep up the great work. Fair question. Yeah. We hear this a lot. Uh, yeah. And we live it. We're our raw yeah. sleeves are rolled up. We're in it, Joseph. Yeah. It, yeah, no, Manning is right. It is a lot. And I, I have seen my Star Wars consumption go up and down over the years, and I feel really happy to have Force Center because I want to be reading all the books. I want to be getting as caught up on the comics as I can, and it is a really nice excuse to say, like, well, this is what I want to do, but also I need to for Force Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I have to stop doing all my other work and just read Master and Apprentice all day. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, I think the big picture thing is Star Wars is for everyone, no matter how much content you absorb. If you yeah. just go see the movies and say, I don't, I'm not interested and I don't have time, it's still Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, Manny, I, I, you know, make sure there's no pressure on yourself uh, and, and accept to where you are as a fan right now and it might come back and you know there there's been a lot of great books have come out but uh there's a lot of them but they'll always be there and i think sometimes master and apprentice is a great example of i i'm looking forward to it i just been so busy so i haven't really dug in yet and that's okay but we have some shows to do here at force center and everything so sometimes i wish i could have it at 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 a leisure leisurely pace comics i get I get every comic that comes out. I no longer get them weekly or even biweekly. Yeah. And I release myself of that pressure. Like, I'll take the stories in when they when they come, when yeah. they come to me. Mm-hmm. Manning, I feel you. I really have gone through uh, different periods where I'm like, especially when, the you know, usually September, right before the December release, I get so immersed in everything I want to absorb as much. Mm-hmm. And then I go through a period of my like, okay, I just need a little bit of a break. So number one, I would say I've learned that I don't need to, I don't, for a long time I felt like I had to prove myself as a fan and I had to consume as much as I could because otherwise I was not a quote unquote true fan. I'm past that now. So now what I've learned to do is when I start to get a little exhausted, I will just focus on what, what do I like about Star Wars? It could just be like, I like the commercial side of Star Wars, or I like making crafts around Star Wars, and just really kind of focusing my energy on that, or I like researching, like the behind the scenes stuff, and just kind of focusing on that as opposed to feeling like I need to read every book, and I have not watched Resistance either, Um, so yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) And, and we'll we'll keep tabs of the c- connections here and let you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but hey, Manny, when you get a chance, check out Resistance on your own time and your own uh, pacing, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Final uh, question of the day comes from Eric Gaudet on Patreon. He says, uh, uh, what do you think EA needs to do to get everyone back on board with the video games? Personally, I'm a casual gamer, so Battlefront 2 more than satisfied me, but what is it uh, more hardcore gamers are looking for? This is a tough question because yeah. I know it, I know there's a need for this, and I know we here aren't 
the ones who need that because we're like Eric. We love Battlefront 2. We're still playing with our exquisite pajamas. <laughs> but in I know real there's life a, and in the video game. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a concern though, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I am not a hardcore gamer, so there is a, a possibility that there is, you know, an answer from, you know, a well-articulated guild of hardcore gamers. I don't know. Uh, I think the main thing is I think Battlefront 2 just is never going to be able to recover from stumbling out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And it isn't even a stumble of, oh, the game wasn't quite right. It was a stumble that might change laws mm-hmm. worldwide about what is gambling in video games. Of like, It seems like it was just in the breaking point of that conversation of like, right. what kind of transactions are illegal in right. some countries. So I think yeah. having, I'll say... Having a launch that doesn't involve changing <laughs> international law is a good place to start. <laughs> I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I but I think there was uh, some questions around those microtransactions. And to their credit, they changed it immediately yeah. to playing to earn on, mm-hmm. on locks. Uh, but it seems like it's never going to be able to quite mm-hmm. uh, uh, recover from that stigma. Mm-hmm. I think there's a possibility that Jedi Fallen Order goes a long way to giving at least older school hardcore gamers who do just want to play a pretty intense first person uh, yeah. game or, or single player game that. And then the other thing is I think, I think maybe just getting lucky and having something like Fortnite mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that has a sense of community to it. Cause I know I've, I've been told by a couple of parents of like, yeah, my kids like playing the video game, but it's also where they hang out with friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in fact, my friend who is a teacher was telling me this of like, mm. it's that's like, playground yeah like they're kind of there to play but they're more there to just mm-hmm. say hey to chad mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. chad. And say what what's up chad yeah mm. i think you're absolutely right yeah i think they should do two so Fortnite one and i think that they need a fun uncharted adventure type single player where it's not jedi related it's more like maybe bounty hunter or like you know red dead redemption style like a gunslinger something like that where there's a lot of exploring there's a lot of fun little things that you can do you could play like space poker you know just like (laughs) really explore this world and i think that i think it'd be a real uh, must must game to have or play yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I love the Fallen Order trailer, but then we, we had a lot of people who are gamers and, and or in the business. Ah, we didn't see gameplay trailer. Right. Game, gameplay, and I'm like, oh, I, I guess you didn't. Do you, <laughs> yeah. need, do you need to see that? Because I saw some Inquisitors. Um, <laughs> but I and I don't mean that to disparage that. I'm just like, I'm not seeing that. Just uh, it's the way we're looking at. It. So what you're both talking about makes sense to me. The Uncharted, the open world type of game that we we heard, we thought we were getting. Yeah. Um, and it, it's weird. It's also the companies. I, I you know. Again, we're going to say this until we're blue in the face. Like, I'm not a big gamer. And so I'm not, I hear people all the time, well, this studio did this and that. We don't like EA because, and I'm not saying any of that's wrong. Or I just like, oh, I don't stop and think about that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a deeper fix, but it's a fair question. So thank you, Eric Manning, uh, Joshua, and Eric as well for your questions. Uh, we are still trying to build the power of the light side segment, Joseph. That's right. We got uh, those questions out there uh, to you patrons uh, at the $10 and above level. So uh, if you would like us to share something you love about Star Wars right here on the podcast and put some positivity in the Star Wars community, 
community, check your inboxes on Patreon. Absolutely. Here's where you can reach out and find and follow us and join the conversation on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We are on Instagram as well. Like us on uh, Facebook. Website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. We have merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Center. Just uh, tweet us a pic of you in the merch and we'll reshare it. Podcast available a lot of places. Just search, but look at Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts as well. YouTube, where we got our animated databank brawl. Uh, just talked with Kevin Smets, our, uh, my editor on the In Memoriams. We're, we're getting ready to launch a, a season two, hopefully soon. Uh, just some work took us uh, both away from it. Uh, and then a Patreon, Joseph, we've got goals, trading cards. we got a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. We sent out the trading cards for the people at the $20 level. Uh, we've got plans to be recording our A New Hope commentary that was made possible by you. And we are very, very close to unlocking new theme music for Star Wars Ranked, so if you enjoy the podcast and want to help help us keep going and growing, uh, consider us at patreon.com slash center. we got our own things we're working on here. You can go to kennapsack.com for my stuff, information on where to buy my book coming out from Mango Publishing and Jen. Yeah, that's right. Buy Ken's book. I pre-ordered my copy. Oh, yeah. I would have uh, stolen one for you. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jennifer Landa. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash user slash Jennifer Landa. I have my Rise of Skywalker trailer reaction, which is doing really well. It's very exciting. So it's motivating me to put out more videos. Check it out. Awesome. And Joseph. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for uh, live shows and all sorts of other comedy adventures. A couple of podcasts that came out in this past week that I wanted to point out in particular. Uh, if, like me, you are a Star Wars fan and a big MCU fan, my wife and I did a uh, almost two-hour-long reaction podcast Perfect. to Avengers Endgame. It is shorter than the film itself, but we really <laughs> got to dive deep into some of the, like, the big thematic ideas and kind of some of the journeys end stuff for those characters that I think is relevant to Star Wars too. So that's that's on my Obsessed podcast feed, so you can check that out. Also, this week I was a guest on my friend Bill Corbett of Mystery Science Theater and uh, Rift Tracks. Uh, Bill is an old friend from Minnesota, and one of the reasons that I'm out here in Los Angeles, uh, he has a podcast called Bill Corbett's Funhouse, and we did a really fun interview uh, about some of the work that we've done together and some of my uh, history as a performer and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out, Bill Corbett's Funhouse. Do that. Bill Corbett is great. I still love that. Still love it. <laughs> Friends with an old MST3K He's mastermind. Yeah. Such a great guy and yeah. so very funny. Love that. Love that. Check it all out. And that's it. You Well, Ray, there's something going on. We're going to get our answers soon enough. We'll see you. That was Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 